Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Okay, welcome everybody to the Clutter Chronicles episode with Danielle. And <laughs> Danielle, I know, baby starts crying, why can I push record? It's perfect, but. Of course. Yeah, Danielle is a friend of mine from Alaska, and her and I actually met playing soccer, co-ed soccer, right? It was co-ed. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we did. I don't know. We played co-ed soccer together. She's really good. And that was like the extent of our friendship was like playing soccer together on Sundays. I left Alaska. We stayed Facebook friends. And then I made a post about decluttering and she jumped in and was like, heck yeah, I want to rent a dumpster. I want to throw everything away. <laughs> I want to burn it all. And I just don't, yeah. I want to live like a nomad. Yeah. That is the story of Danielle. Hang on one second. I got to get the kids. <laughs> so that's the story of Danielle. She came in. She just threw everything away. If you guys are a part of the group, you've probably seen her posts, especially at the beginning. What I love about Danielle's story is that she had like all of the classic excuses. She was one of the very first ones to be in that group, like one of the original like 20 people. And I was like, hey friends, anybody want to throw their stuff away with me? And she was like, heck yeah. And I started, I was like, any questions you guys have, I'm gonna write a blog about. So she'd be like, my husband's gonna get rid of stuff. So I was like, I'll write a blog about husbands. And all of the time, I'll write a blog about that. And she just had like all of the things that you guys say all of the time and just like crush them crush them all and she's awesome so danielle <laughs> what what was it like for you like why did you why did you join the group and what were you hoping to get out of it when you first started well when i joined i was i think seven months pregnant yeah mark right mark yeah so i was i was seven months pregnant working full-time. Um, I own my own business. And so it was just kind of like, Oh, you know, here's Krista. I haven't talked to her in forever. And she's doing this like decluttering challenge. I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, I'll, I'll check it out. And you and Kristen did video walkthroughs of your houses. And I was just like shocked that you had like nothing compared to me. And I was just like, you mean I don't need all of this crap? Are you kidding me? Like I just move this crap around all the time. So yeah, I just was like, wow, I have some serious work to do. Like I have too many cups and I have too many whisks and too much. I just have so much. <laughs> okay. Once you actually start counting things like, you know, I really don't think I need all of this stuff. And then, so we did the, um, seven days to an uncluttered home. Yeah. And it was just like weight lifting off. Like every time a box went out the door, it was just like, oh my God, this is awesome. Yeah. And it was just, just progress from there. I mean, it was no stopping me once I started just seeing more and more things to get rid of. Yeah. 
That's so funny. I forgot that we did the house tour at the beginning. And I think that's what pulls a lot of people in is like when they see before and afters. Mm-hmm. We just think that, and this, I, that's what I thought too, like we just think it's normal to live with so much stuff. And I think it's common to live with so much stuff, but that doesn't mean it has to be your normal. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. That was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. He's he's one over one now, so no longer pregnant. And uh, I just remember wanting to, just really wanting to like nest. And I had so much stuff, and I didn't have enough bedrooms, and I didn't know what to do. So then when I saw your guys as like multi-purpose areas, or you know how to just get rid of stuff so that you can fit what you need into your house then it became like a nesting thing oh my goodness I need to get the baby's room ready I'm seven months pregnant what if I deliver early I don't even have the crib set up yet what am I gonna do (laughs) and so it was just that sense of urgency so I was in it to just get to a place where I could enjoy my postpartum time and not be so stressed out um, and just have everything like where I needed it and um, have his room ready by the time I delivered. <laughs> I think that's super relatable to it, like the being pregnant part because it's like this instinct, this urge that we get where we're like, we have to be re- like, we have to get ready. But we're also super pregnant and tired. <laughs> and also, like, should I do it now or should I just wait until after I have the baby? And I, I know it's kind of a tricky area for people, but I will always encourage you to do it while you're pregnant. Oh, yeah. You're way more tired after the baby. <laughs> yeah, especially if they don't sleep, which he didn't. So, yeah. <laughs> like, who, who has a baby who sleeps? Uh, <laughs> I'm jealous of you if you do. Um, so, did I know, because we talked about this way back when you first started, but when you were pregnant, do you feel like you got what you wanted done before you had the baby? Absolutely. Um, And I already did, since he was my second, I knew I didn't really need a bunch of stuff. Um, You know, I'd never used that. I got that as a gift. I never used that. So knowing that and then being able to like have the permission to get rid of it for the second baby was huge because suddenly I was pulling stuff out of the crawl space going, I don't need that. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to hold on to it for when he's five months old because he, you know, my first never used it. So whatever, like, yeah. I think I had three swings at one point. <laughs> and so then it was like pulling that out. Okay. That's going to, you know, Salvation Army and um, definitely got everything out of it. And I so, so much more enjoyed my postpartum time this time around than with my first, even with a huge work change, like, three days after I had my baby. Oh, I um, about that too. Yeah, my, my company, my brokerage that I worked for shut down like three days after I had the baby was like, okay, we're closing our doors. And so I had to go on interviews and find a new brokerage to work for, you know, while I'm trying to breastfeed and sleep and shower. And, um, but I didn't have to worry about my house. And so that was a huge relief that I could get through a very stressful time without even more stress. Yeah. I totally forgot about that guys. That's a really big deal. Like she had to, you're, you're independent now, right? You, you joined kind of a group of independent. Yeah, definitely independent. So, um, you know, I, there's not as much change if something did happen, but 
yeah, it definitely wasn't an independent before I was on a team. So it was, you know, figuring out how to transfer all of my work stuff and, and become an independent and having a brand new baby and a yeah. oh my gosh that is crazy I totally forgot about that big I did too until I started taking my notes I was like oh yeah that happened too god that is crazy so for anybody listening in I mean she did this while while she had a brand new baby while she basically had to reconfigure her entire career which is crazy and stressful in itself um and she did clutter it's amazing <laughs> And she actually did seven days to an uncluttered home when I ran it as a free challenge, guys. When I was like, let's see if this works. <laughs> and it did. Which is pretty fun. So what was your actual first step in like getting rid of your stuff? What was or do you remember like the first thing you decluttered? Wait, can we talk about your whisks? <laughs> yes. Okay. I think that was actually the first thing I decluttered. One of the kitchens were one of the first days. Um and I opened our drawer and I started pulling things out. And one of the things was like, get rid of duplicates. And so I'm like, one, two, <laughs> 17. Are you kidding me? I have 17 whisks. I counted them and I took a photo. Yeah. 17 whisks of varying shapes, sizes, you know, steel, polyurethane coated, the little ones that are like, <laughs> like a spiral at the bottom. <laughs> And I just remember showing my husband and I was like, why do we have 17 whisks? He's like, well, what if, what if we need one, you know, while I'm cooking? Like I need all of these. I'm like, you do not need 17 whisks. No, I think I even joked like, and I still joke about it. Like even the Swedish chef Muppet guy doesn't need 17 whisks. I think he had two, like one in each hand. <laughs> two hands. Like even if you invited all of your friends over for a whisk party, I mean... <laughs> You still have a lot. <laughs> You're good. Oh, man. She's fine. I told that that we're on the call. James is here. James knows Danielle, too. They, Danielle's really good at soccer. Huh? Don't worry. Just wait until that comes up. He'll be here in a minute. Um, <laughs> so, 17 whisks, guys. Like, Danielle... She's, she's done her work. Like she's paid her dues. Like <laughs> she's done it. Anyways. And she had a lot of spices too. Right? Oh my gosh. The spices. You have to search the group and look for my spice photo. Um, maybe I'll we'll re resurrect that and repost it. But uh, yeah, definitely just going through everything and realizing just how much excess we had. And the kitchen is definitely more my husband's domain. Like he is a fantastic cook. So as I'm pulling these things out and doing this challenge, like he's kind of you know, butting in a little bit and just being like, well, why would we get rid of this? And why would we get rid of that? And it's, you know, we, what if we're going to use that? And, and that was the thing. I was like, well, what if, what if, what if? I'm like, we haven't used this in 10 years and it's 15 years expired. Um, I think yeah. it's time to let it go. <laughs> yeah. A lot of expired spices, which surprises a lot of people when we do like purges and go through your pantries and stuff, they're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know spices expired. First of all. And second of all, I didn't know I had three expired cinnamons. <laughs> I had four canisters of old Bay that had all been opened Yeah. at one point. And yeah, he wanted to keep them all too. It was, it was, you know, it was crazy. So let's talk about that real quick too. Cause I think that's something that people don't realize that 
that they do as well is that you have so much that you don't know what you have and then you're like I need it I can't find it so then we go buy another one and that's how you end up with five expired old base spices <laughs> 17 whisks you're like I couldn't find the whisk when I needed it it was <laughs> mine is definitely a perfect storm because I definitely my my husband was the the classic husband rule um worry about yourself and he definitely had some resistance and what I learned through the process is where kind of like that resistance came from um so my mother-in-law is a classic hoarder and they were teachers out in rural Alaska growing up so my husband grew up in like the bush Alaska so rural Alaska where you literally get your groceries once a year once or twice a year it's flown out on a um a little tiny airplane mm -hmm. and delivered in pallets so you have to pretty much save everything because you literally might need it and you might not be able to get it again yeah. relatively easily at all yeah so he had some serious habits from that kind of lifestyle um so he would buy things in pairs constantly um, when it's like you, you don't need to buy things in pairs. Like it, it's right. money and it's driving me insane. Too many, too many duplicates. Right. Um, and then my mother-in-law also likes to gift us a lot of things. So those whisks probably all came from the Salvation Army mm -hmm. um, or they were gifts at Christmas or, you know, and, and, so we had just so much coming in because she's a thrift store shopper and love the gift, you know, gifting is her love language. And we're definitely always really happy to receive those things, but we didn't have anything in place to get rid of the excess when new stuff came in. Yeah. So learned how to do that. Learned my husband's kind of habits and his resistance um, and really had to show my own restraint to let him learn at his own pace because where I was pregnant and nesting and frustrated, he looked around and was like, our house looks great. We don't, we don't have too much stuff. Right. Um, the plane's not coming for another six months. We're fine. We're fine. Yeah. We don't need to get rid of anything. So that was, that was probably my biggest hurdle and excuse was worry about yourself because I found that you know, even though I thought I was the minimalist, I had a lot of stuff. Yeah. I needed to get rid of it first and worry about his stuff. You know, he will get to his stuff at his time, but it's hard to worry about yourself when you're not used to it. Cause you're used to looking around and going, well, here's his stuff. Here's that stuff. Like, uh, and, and not focus on yourself. But once you focus on yourself and kind of lead them through that process, mm -hmm. good things will happen. Yeah. And Danielle was kind of, Oh, so Sarah wants to know if he's coming around. Yes, and you can search back through the group and find like my oh my god moment post. Yeah, he's doing it all on his own. He went through his clothes and I didn't say anything. Yeah, uh, but it it took a good six months, and there were definitely some butting of heads during those six months where he just he just didn't understand, mm -hmm. and I came to realize that okay, he didn't understand yet but he didn't have the desire to understand like i was learning all of these amazing decluttering skills and you know replacing things for less than 20 dollars in less than 20 minutes so if you run into that roadblock you tell yourself that just in case you know he's not a nice guy you know so 
breaking up with him. But he didn't have those skills like I did. So I had to give him the grace and the time to finally come to it on his own with like tiny little prompts and hints here and there. But for the most part, just letting him do, do it at his own pace. Just like if I was learning a new skill, I would want it at my own pace. Yeah. Yeah. So for you guys listening in, maybe like if this is your first time hearing about this, Danielle was, I would, I'm going to confess myself to you guys. She was kind of my experiment because when I, when she, and that it wasn't just her, but when I had a lot of you guys asking these questions, like my husband doesn't want to get rid of any of this stuff. Like, what do I do? And my, the, the only thing that I could think of that was make, that made sense was to lead by example. Like, yeah, you're on this decluttering train. Yeah. You're in motherhood simplified. You're surrounded by people doing these things. He's not. So worry about yourself. And another big reason to worry about yourself and do your decluttering first is because honestly, like that's all you can do. Not with just decluttering, but anything in life ever is worry about yourself. You have to take ownership of you. You can lead by example. You can do your own thing and still be happy and not have, you don't have to have everybody doing everything exactly like you do. But eventually, because you are living with the person and they're seeing all these great benefits, they do come around. Oh, yeah. Which is great. (laughs) I can't guarantee it. I can't guarantee it 100%. But from what I've seen, the ladies in here who come in and I tell them, just worry about your own stuff, community areas, your clothes, your makeup, your craft rooms, whatever it is that you have they'll be like, oh, wow, like, you seem happier. You seem lighter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should probably do that, too. Um, Sarah says you'd be amazed at how much your own personal stuff has accumulated. Yeah. yeah. That's another thing. It's like, just to be in your face a little bit, guys, like, stop pointing the finger at everybody else. <laughs> like, eventually, you got to point at yourself and be like, okay, maybe I'm the problem. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I have some problems, too. Um, so let's talk about like kind of the difference between your pre decluttering life and where you're at now. What's the biggest difference and the biggest benefits that you've seen? Definitely my anxiety levels. Um, I had a lot of things that I was just kind of holding on to because I didn't think I had the money to replace them. So I have artwork hanging on my wall that I honestly hated and looking at it every day was just I didn't realize how draining it was until I took it away and then you pass your eyes over you know a particular piece of wall and there's nothing there so there's nothing there to trigger that thought like oh my god I hate that why is that still on my wall I hate it oh my gosh I need to rebuy it but I don't have the money to rebuy it right now Uh, and it just starts this like inner negative conversation in your head that just really really increased my anxiety levels and I didn't even realize it until I took it away. Yeah. So that, and then the ability to pick up my house in about 15 minutes because I did the toys. I do a toy rotation now and my children just, I mean, I have an almost four year old and one year old. So everything, every single day comes out of the bins and gets out the house, but I take those bins and I go behind them and 15 minutes later I can have company over and yeah, there's probably crumbs on the floor, but I have a one-year-old. So who cares? Well, isn't perfect. Great, here you go. 
<laughs> but I would, you know, people could show up unannounced and be like, oh, okay, well, hey, you know, come on in. I love that. Um, can we talk about, okay, I want to talk about your home decor, and then I want to talk about the earthquake, too. Cause I was oh, right. I didn't even write down the earthquake. I forgot about that. I've been okay. doing stuff this last year. I know. Dang. It's been a big year. Um, but, okay, so, like I said, Danielle and I are from Alaska, and I love Alaska for a lot of reasons. Like, I love, like, the culture, and I love the people. They're super unique. It's super fun up there. Like, there's just the craziest stories of people and things, and but one of the things that I struggled with, and I didn't even realize it until I left Alaska, was the way that people decorate their homes with like this Alaskana vibe. They have whale teeth on their walls. Alien. <laughs> yep. Um, like animal head. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just like this expectation. It's very much like bring the woods inside. Oh, yeah. And, or have pictures of whales and puffins. Yeah. And I had that and I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like it. And I think, I think I remember you going through something like that too, where you were like, do I have to keep this stuff on my walls? Like, <laughs> I don't really like it. <laughs> it was actually one of your one to one coaching calls that you were like, I challenge you to embrace white space. And I'm like, okay. I can, I can get on board with that. And so I did. And I was like, this is amazing. I don't have to look. Mine was a picture of uh, Canadian geese in snow and a mountain goat. <laughs> and I was just so over it. I kept the wolf one. I So, you know, we compromised. It's my husband's favorite. So the wolf and then the deer head stayed on the wall. But the, I got the geese and the mountain goat to go. Yeah. That is so funny. That's so Alaska. James was like, when we were up there, I think he's outgrown it. Maybe not. We'll see. He's probably listening. <laughs> he wants a moose rug. Okay, you know, I have like bear. <laughs> Daniel's like, oh wow. <laughs> you know, like bear rugs. He's like, wouldn't it be so cool to have a moose rug? I'm like, I'm pretty sure nobody has a moose rug because that's not. A I don't think the hide actually holds up to use. Skinny little legs. Like you can't do that. <laughs> God. So anyway, this went, this took a turn for the Alaskan highway. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about was Alaska had a really, um, a really big earthquake. Um, it did a lot of damage. It was really bad. And Danielle actually did the, um, the course emergency preparedness as a minimalist, where I learned all of my grandma's best secrets for being actually prepared for an emergency. And um, what was what was your earthquake experience like with a decluttered home? Well, it was fortunate that I had taken that class because I knew where all of my things were. So I knew without the electricity on, which the electricity blew within 10 seconds of the earthquake hitting. Yeah. Um, and we're talking, oh gosh, what did it end up being? A 7.2, I want to say. But then some places they were registering actually shook more like an 8.0 earthquake. Yeah. So just a really, really big earthquake. The electricity blew within 10 seconds. Um, I had the kids, I had their shoes on, I had our emergency water stash, I had my candle stash, I had my headlamp on. 
<laughs> and I knew exactly where my water shut off was and I knew where my um, gas shut off was. Yeah. So if anything, like we could, I instantly was like, okay. And we had, we had about two or three aftershocks too, which were 6.0 and above within the next two hours. So it was not like, oh, that was a big thing and done. Like it continued to shake and it shook actually for a few months. We were having really big aftershocks. Yeah. So just, just knowing where that was gave me a little peace of mind. Like, okay, you know, we can get outside. We can, you know, we can evacuate if we need to. If the house collapses, like I've got the essentials. I know where everything is. We're all okay. What do we do next? And it wasn't panic or pandemonium like oh my god where are my shoes or where where's my headlamp like I just I knew where all of that was and within a minute I had it all because we had gone through that and just planned it and you really don't if you don't plan it ahead of time you will panic in the moment so that class was fantastic I never actually thought I would use it because it's kind of like the wild west up here like yeah, I, I could literally shoot a moose off my back deck. Like, I'll be fine. There's a creek 300 yards away, fresh water. I'll be fine. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely didn't think about the earthquake part of it. I thought, like, if, the, if we have a big snowfall, the power goes off. But, yeah, power was out. <laughs> I know. And I even say that in the course. I'm like, these kinds of things don't really ever happen. You know, the things that you need to be prepared for are these other kinds of things. And then everything else, like watch this. <laughs> Alaska. <laughs> <big earthquake>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going have a big, huge earthquake. I like, um, James's son, the middle schools closed down for two years because of the damage. So she had like a lot of damage that she had to deal with. Um, yeah. James just walked in. It's Danielle Grigg. <laughs> um, okay. So two more questions for you because we talked about your struggles and your hesitations, but what's the thing that surprised you the most about decluttering and the benefits that you had? Um, I guess what I was surprised the most about like physically was that we didn't have to move. Um, I was convinced that when we had the baby and I was moving basically my office back home um, with that big work change that, like I needed five bedrooms and we only have three. So how is this going to work? And it, it definitely took some like moving things around a couple of times. Like I just didn't declutter and all of my problems went away. I definitely like kept at it and tweaked it. And that's kind of my personality too. Anyways, is just keep going and messing with it until it's perfect. <laughs> and then when I got rid of all this stuff, I just kind of looked around and I guess I don't really need to move. Like I found a setup that works um, and I'm happy with it. So it just, I'm like, what if I had moved into a five bedroom home, I probably would have filled it up um, with more and more stuff. Yeah. Um, It's something that I think a lot of people talk about in the group too. They say they, they want to move or they need to move so they have more space and I remember when you first started, we talked about that when I was like, why don't you just get rid of some stuff first and then see what happens? Mm-hmm. And here she is. Here she is. So the last question that I have for you is what would you say to your family and friends who are on the fence about actually doing this? I actually asked some of my family and gotten them on board with a few things, but um, 
one, I can't remember where I heard it. I think it was in this group, but clutter is literally just an unmade decision. Yeah. So if you have clutter in your house, whether you purposely not made the decision or you passively not made the decision, if you have clutter, you have unmade decisions. So I would ask what's holding you back and like, what's the fear or what's the excuse and, and bring that to light and name that because I've been through every single excuse now yep. <laughs> and <laughs> literally everyone, all of them. All of them. Um, so if you, if you face that first, you can get started. And once you get started, even if, even if you have resistance, once you just get started and, and realize and make the, the decision to do it, mm-hmm. you will start to feel so much lighter. Yeah. Which goes along with the challenge today. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's tons of excuses. Tons. And you can call them reasons if you want, but they're not. No, they're excuses. Yeah, they're excuses. <laughs> they're excuses. That's really good. That's really good. Did you listen to the other episodes? Yes. And I would also say just do it. Because <laughs> you're the only one that said not just do it. Everyone else is like, just do it. Like it's, but I mean, basically that's what you said, but you gave a little bit, a lot more direction because it is just not my decision. It is you just being like, I don't want to face this. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Daniel's a part of the empty bin club. I think she actually started it. I think so, um, because I posted in the, the help group, like the, the group coaching. I was like, um, I'm having a really hard time letting go of these empty bins. I think I'm not supposed to hold on to them, but I literally have a stack the size of me. Yeah. So what do I do with them? And everyone's like, just let it go. Yes. That's an example of the unmade decision is she literally posted, it looks like a, like a big closet full of like the sterilite, like pull out drawers and like some other kinds of bins. And she was like, I have these, I feel like I need them. What do I do? And of course everybody else, it's easy to say when it's not your stuff, everyone's like, get rid of it. I need a permission. I need someone else to tell me it's going to be okay to let these bins go. Yeah. And I have more, but I, I just, I'm on crutches, so I can't carry them to the car. Oh my God. Another thing, guys, she tore her ACL and MCL and had surgery a few weeks ago. Oh, that was actually incorrect. Went to a uh, another doc, and it was actually my LCL completely. LCL. Yeah, the other side of the knee. Glad I got a second soccer, opinion. Guys. <laughs> we played soccer together, <laughs> and she got injured. But, okay, so Carrie says you had a new baby, job transition, earthquake. You are amazing. Right? Like she just, I don't think either of us realized in the moment, like everything happening. Cause now looking back on the last year, I'm like, how did you, how did you do that? You, life just keeps going and you just have to keep going. And it's easier to keep going when you have a decluttered house. It is. It really is. Guys. It really is. Like sometimes I think about that too. Like how did we move? <laughs> how do we move across the country so many times? How do we move every year? Like, how do we keep starting over? And it, it really, I would just say it and keep saying it again, but it's way more than just decluttering. It's like really being able to get a grip on your life, especially when craziness happens. It's like big earthquakes and surgeries. Babies. (laughs) Husbands. Oh my God. (laughs) craziness okay 
That was super good. I loved it. I'm still kind of like, oh my God, you had a lot. That's amazing. A lot in a year. So if you guys have any other questions for Danielle, post them. She's super helpful. Go into the group and search her name, Danielle Grigg. See if you can find her whisk photos or her spice photos. I'll repost the spice photo. Yeah. Um, I know that one's in there for sure. I remember that one. We have to find that and repost it. But everybody on Facebook, we'll see you later. I know it's super late, so good night. And everybody on the podcast, we'll see you later too. <laughs>